Hello, and welcome back to The Power of Now, a guide to spiritual enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Today, we're doing a book study on A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose, written by Eckhart Tolle, and we hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today, we are on Chapter 1, Section 5, The Flowering of Human Consciousness, Spirituality, and Religion. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I'm here with Gilda Simone. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. What is the role of established religions in the arising of the new consciousness? Many people are already aware of the difference between spirituality and religion. They realize that having a belief system, a set of thoughts that you regard as the absolute truth, does not make you spiritual, no matter what the nature of those beliefs is. In fact, the more you make your thoughts, beliefs, into your identity, the more cut off you are from the spiritual dimension within yourself. Many religious people are stuck at that level. They equate truth with thought. And as they are completely identified with thought, their mind. They claim to be in sole possession of the truth in an unconscious attempt to protect their identity. They don't realize the limitations of thought. Unless you believe, think, exactly as they do, you are wrong in their eyes. And in the not-too-distant past, they would have felt justified in killing you for that. And some still do, even now. It's interesting how deceptive the ego can be. Because you're focused on spiritual thoughts and the reality of spirituality, it's so important what he's saying here, that if you identify with that, the more cut off from the spiritual dimension you become because you're in your head and not in your heart. So you're thinking that you're right and everybody else is wrong. And that's ego. So it's very important point he's making in this paragraph. The new spirituality, the transformation of consciousness is arising to a large extent outside of the structures of the existing institutionalized religions. There were always pockets of spirituality, even in mind-dominated religions, although the institutionalized hierarchies felt threatened by them and often tried to suppress them. A large-scale opening of spirituality outside of the religious structures is an entirely new development. In the past, this would have been inconceivable, especially in the West, the most mind-dominated of all cultures, where the Christian church had a virtual franchise on spirituality. You couldn't just stand up and give a spiritual talk or publish a spiritual book 
unless you were sanctioned by the church. And if you were not, they would quickly silence you. But now, even within certain churches and religions, there are signs of change. It is heartwarming, and one is grateful for even the slightest signs of openness, such as Pope John Paul II visiting a mosque as well as a synagogue. Organized religion, meaning they put a structure to it, and they put a mind frame around it. That's when it gets tricky because that's when the ego starts taking over the whole concept the whole reason that people are there connecting they're looking to be uplifted i think i don't know why do people go to church do you know gilda people go to church for different reasons it's hard to say i mean like some people go for like a moral compass some go because they believe in jesus christ and he like died for our sins and he's our savior. And some people go to church because they feel like if they go to church, they're going to go to heaven and not hell. You know, so it's hard to say. Interesting. Okay. I think that they're going and they're looking for something. Maybe it's salvation. Maybe it's to be uplifted. The point is, that all of that is within you. It's not outside of you. It's not in a building. It's not in a room full of practical strangers. It's within you. I know that our connection to source and spiritual guidance is within each of us. I agree with you. And I feel like it's not your beliefs that make you a better person. It's your behavior anyway. That's perfect. So, yeah. Partly as a result of the spiritual teachings that have arisen outside the established religions. But also due to an influx of the ancient Eastern wisdom teachings. A growing number of followers of traditional religions are able to let go of identification with form, dogma, and rigid belief systems and discover the original depth that is hidden within their own spiritual tradition at the same time as they discover the depth within themselves. They realize how spiritual you are has nothing to do with what you believe, but everything to do with your state of consciousness. This, in turn, determines how you act in the world and interact with others. Really important sentence again. How spiritual you are has everything to do with your state of consciousness. So what is your state of consciousness? It's being present. When you're present in the moment, you are conscious. It's habitual for us to start thinking. And as soon as you start thinking, you're no longer present. 
it leads back to what you said earlier that spirituality isn't about how you think it's about how you act in the world and he reiterates that here saying this in turn meaning your spirituality and your consciousness determines how you act in the world and interact with others are you present when you're with others or are you in your head thinking about all the bazillion things that you have to do certainly i know that i have those moments where i am making lists of things that i need to do however when i get together with somebody else i drop those lists and become fully present and attentive and enjoy the spiritual connection with others those unable to look beyond form become even more deeply entrenched in their beliefs that is to say in their mind we are witnessing not only an unprecedented influx of consciousness at this time but also an entrenchment and intensification of the ego some religious institutions will be open to the new consciousness others will harden their doctrinal positions and become part of all those other man-made structures through which the collective ego will defend itself and fight back some churches sects cults or religious movements are basically collective egoic entities as rigidly identified with their mental positions as the followers of any political ideology that is closed to any alternative interpretation of reality and it's so true and i've noticed like the bigger and louder the church is the more i see of that ego that he's talking about in here right i guess we have to become tolerant of those who are locked in to their way of thinking and hey this is the right way and that's the wrong way and i don't want to say it's the wrong way for everyone because maybe it's the right way for them maybe it brings them salvation maybe it brings them peace of mind and peace of heart but then wouldn't it be right if they allowed and showed grace to others that had a belief that was different than theirs and going back to the first section here where he says people feel justified to kill you if you don't believe the way that they do right it reminds me of this book like sometimes I mean there's been plenty of times like I've wanted to share this book and I have shared this book with others with the hopes that they would pick it up read it and apply it and whatnot and it does like suck sometimes because you think like oh man like like this book would be so great for them or like the power now would be so great for them and they just don't end up reading it. It's just like kind of disheartening, you know, because it's just like, dang. But I would never think to like want to kill them or hurt them for not right <laughs> reading it or, you know. <laughs> but the ego is destined to dissolve in all its ossified structures, whether they be religious or other institutions, corporations or governments will disintegrate from within, no matter how deeply entrenched they appear to be. The most rigid structures 
the most impervious to change, will collapse first. This has already happened in the case of Soviet communism. How deeply entrenched, how solid and monolithic it appeared, and yet within a few years, it disintegrated from within. No one foresaw this. All were taken by surprise. There are many more such surprises in store for us. Well, that's the end of this section, and it is on point with where I believe we are headed today in today's world, like witnessing an unprecedented influx of consciousness. I truly believe that there are more conscious, enlightened beings here today than there were a few years ago. And I am so honored and humbled to be on this journey with you all. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. So to end this session, I'm going to add a meditation with a little breathing exercise to follow. And if you are driving in a vehicle, I recommend that you just skip to the end of this episode. If you are in a place where you can be safe (laughs) and relax and enjoy the meditation, I hope that you do. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye now, everyone. All right. So let's get started by taking a deep breath in through your nose. And then hold that. And then slowly release through your mouth. And another deep breath in. And hold it. And slowly release through your mouth. And one more deep breath in. And hold it. And slowly release through your mouth. And allow your breathing to just self-regulate. And in your mind's eye, I want you to see a beautiful white ball of light about three feet over your head. And that beautiful white ball of light begins to rain drops of white light, lots of drops like a, like a rainfall falling, but it's slow motion. They're slowly falling onto your crown chakra and you're allowing them to get absorbed into your crown and this beautiful white light helps to cleanse and clarify your entire midbrain center allow that beautiful white light to just cleanse and clean as it swishes around in the brain then allow that beautiful white light to just continue on down through your body down through the third eye center 
down through the throat center, down through the upper chest center, then through the heart center, down through the solar plexus, down into the creativity center, into the root chakra, and then down through your legs, down through your thighs, down through your calves, and then all the way out the bottom of your feet, down into the center of the earth. So see that beautiful white light rain just dripping, dripping in slow motion all the way down from your head to your toes, going down even further than that into the middle of the earth. And then see the beautiful white light come back up and circulate into the rain cloud. And what's happening here is you're getting grounded with the earth energy, and you're also allowing this energy to cleanse all of your body. So we're cleansing and healing as we go. And in a moment, you'll want to stop and take another deep breath. Breathe in and hold it. And breathe out. Another deep breath. Breathe in. And hold it. And breathe out. And one more time, breathe in. And hold it. And breathe out. Allowing your breathing to self-regulate. In a moment, you may want to open your eyes. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation, you can join our Facebook group, The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Or you can contribute by going to wainwrightglobal.com forward slash go forward slash support.